I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group, and I'm here at HIMSS talking to Rod Pihowski, who is Senior Director of Health Information Systems of HIMSS. So now, Rod, at the Cyber Forum, we heard a lot of discussion about some of the type threats and top concerns that healthcare entities are dealing with these days. What sort of stuck out to you as some of the biggest challenges that they're facing? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that everyone faces, and our security survey that just came out bears this out, it's finding the right kind of people, finding enough people who have the kind of talent and interest and the right kind of insights to do this kind of work, and they're finding that to be a challenge. There's a shortage, and it, and it runs across all industries, but it's healthcare's turn right now, I think, to see that there's this shortage. This is a relatively recent uh, revelation in the healthcare world that now we have to move from implementation to securing the data that we're collecting with all the devices that have been installed, all the systems that have been installed over the past eight years. In terms of the sort of attacks that we're seeing on healthcare sector entities, we see a lot of ransomware, we've seen a, a lot of attempts to exfiltrate data, a lot of nation state sort of things that maybe the healthcare sector wasn't really the target of, but they kind of get hit by it because maybe they have vulnerabilities in systems that haven't been patched. Anything in particular that you think that the healthcare industry should be most worried about right now that they really need to be paying more attention to? Not any particular type of attack. I think malware in general has gotten a lot of attention over the last couple of years. And of course, it was the ransomware, I think, that really sparked people's imaginations and got them aware of the fact that this isn't just something that happens behind the scenes and doesn't affect anyone else in the organization. Moving data, exfiltrating data quietly in the night, if you will, versus hey, they just shut down all of our systems and we can't produce, you know, we can't take care of our patients anymore. So it really shone a light, I think, on the fact that everyone has a role in cybersecurity and security in general. Whether you take care of patients directly or whether you work in the administration area, we all play a role because the data moves throughout the organization. It flows, it has to in order to keep the the, the business viable and to be able to keep patients safe. So I think the ransomware was a really big wake-up call. The main thing that we're finding is that, uh, and again our survey bears this out, the main attack vector is email. So raising awareness among the people who work at an organization is really important and I think that we're doing a much better job of that. Now, once you understand that a lot of this comes through email and people share with each other tips on what is a suspicious looking email, we all get smarter about it, right? And we share that information with each other and I think that is a huge uh, leap that we've made in, in trying to tamp down some of those types of attacks. But that's really the biggest one. To your point, we hear about all the uh, spy versus spy type stuff that's more technologically oriented, but the big the big thing is it comes through email and there's malware attached and they and you know the social engineering the phishing, getting you to click on that, getting you to open up something or share it with somebody else, and that sets it loose. 
in terms of the sorts of advice or technologies or education that you see healthcare entities big and small asking your organization for help on, what is it that they're seeking? Across the board, everybody's got kind of the same problems. What we hear a lot is how do we find the people? And I think I mentioned this earlier, there's a shortage, there's a workforce issue here. And where do we find the kind of people that we need? And the organizations that are located and serve, very importantly, they serve underserved areas and populations that aren't uh, major metropolitan areas. So it's really challenging for some of these smaller yet critical organizations international healthcare system to uh, find people who might want to move to Bismarck or some of these other areas that are a little more remote. They're beautiful places, they're great people, but a lot of people don't want to move there. And, and so we hear that a lot, that, that they just have problems attracting the right kind of talent. And not only that, but there's a major shortage of this kind of talent. So it, it's exacerbated by the fact that some of these are more remotely located. And then the other thing that we hear a lot is, how do we talk to our board about this? How do we get buy-in at the top so that people, take, people at our senior management level take the security problem seriously and, and realizing how to, how to get the entire organization to think in terms of we're all responsible and that this isn't just the responsibility of the information technology department. It's not a technology problem. Because I, as I said earlier, people are the greatest vulnerability. You know, on one hand, they're your greatest asset and they're also your greatest threat. Whether it's from the outside or the inside, it's always, almost always a people uh, component to it. So getting the organization to see the value of securing this, making the investment, and moving forward is really challenging. And then the third thing I think that we're starting to hear more of is, how do I demonstrate the return on the investment for having done this? And that's a little squishier area because on one hand, what you're trying to measure is something that didn't happen. What's the value of something that didn't happen? So people are starting to look a little bit more into ways to start to evaluate and demonstrate to the board and to your management that this is really important to make the investment in the people and the time and the technologies that all go together to help secure an organ. And finally, HIMSS over the last year or so has doubled the size of its cyber command center. You have the pre-show forum on cybersecurity. Looking ahead to next year, what do you foresee? Even more. <laughs> I'm not trying to be glib, but I think that we'll see even more. We have lots of educational sessions on it. To your point, we have the pre-conference. This year we had about 400 people in the pre-conference forum, and uh, the cybersecurity uh, command center is twice the size as it was last year. We have about 75 vendors in that space and challenge areas. Uh, I was just up there before I came down to talk to you, and it's buzzing with lots of activity. I think next year we'll, st we'll see more bigger, but you'll start to see more organizations prepared to discuss this and interested in going beyond you know, your base level of uh, compliance.
That was one of the themes that I think came out yesterday in the pre-conference forum was that compliance, and if, and if I can share this message with your audience, compliance does not equal security. That's the baseline. Me meeting your legal and regulatory compliance levels is just the baseline. What are you doing for your organization that looks at the entire complexity of uh, how data moves around? And you have to think of data as an asset. And that's what we're really all about, is collecting, using, and uh, learning from data, and we have to protect it. So I think you'll see a lot more uh, talk about that kind of thing and, uh, and moving beyond mere compliance. Thanks, Rod. I've been speaking to Rod Pihowski. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.